You're listening to Episode 5, Favorites. Hey, before we start talking about favorites, I want you to be aware of something. There's a great sale happening right now on Amazon. You can get my new book, This Outside Life, Finding God in the Heart of Nature, for just $3.99. You don't have to have a Kindle to buy the Kindle version. You can read it on your phone, on your iPad, on a tablet. With the Kindle Reader app, you can read it anywhere. So you can get the whole book for $3.99, and this offer goes till the end of September 2019. So that's just like, what, two weeks away? So if you want that deal, grab it now. Do you have a favorite food? I know I do. I love pecan pie and popcorn and creme brulee and fresh-caught salmon done on the grill. We all have favorite foods, and we have maybe favorite flowers and favorite people, favorite friends we like to hang out with. You know what's wonderful feeling? is to be somebody else's favorite, to be that special person. Wouldn't it be nice to know and to feel in the marrow of your bones that you are one of God's favorite people? Let's explore this. Welcome to the Nature of Hope podcast. I'm your host, Lori Kaler. Here we will take 15 minutes to step back, delight in nature, and discover God. My goal is to give you hope in your daily walk and increase your awareness and enchantment in the beautiful world God created for us to take part in. If you sometimes feel disenchanted with life or disconnected from God, this is the place for you. If you pull over for sunsets and sometimes you feel like your church is outside, this is for you. Come with me and let's explore the animals, the quiet forests, deep under the seas, and high on the mountaintops, all that God has made for us to delight in. It's time to de-stress and refresh in the nature of hope. Parents usually won't tell you that they have a favorite child, or if they do, they'll say something like, well, I love William best because of the way he always sees what needs to be done and does it. And I love Emily best because she always loves the underdogs of life. And I love Matthew best because he loves everyone he's ever met, and he's just a total charmer. They can't commit to having an absolute favorite child above all others. That's exactly how I feel about several of my plants. In the spring, my pink jasmine is my favorite plant. It grows over the fence at the back of the house, right outside our bathroom window. Although the windows above it are narrow, the perfume wafts in and scents the entire house. You can even enjoy the fragrance from the front yard. It's an instant mood lifter. I'm also nuts and nostalgic about my wisteria at this time of year. It drapes its violet panicles with drama and casual sexiness over the house eaves and back fence. Like the jasmine, the wisteria has a knockout fragrance, and it will forever remind me of my visit to the Carolinas in the spring. It has such an elegant, genteel, southern character. 
As these two climbers begin to fade, my favorite impossible dreams come into their own. My tree peonies. I was so disappointed when I moved out west from Wisconsin to discover that herbaceous peonies wouldn't grow here. As a child, I had loved their gigantic, many-petaled blossoms. My mother would snip some pastel pink ones and float the tissue paper flowers in an elegant bowl in the dining room. Fortunately, I discovered that my impossible dream for peonies could be realized with tree peonies. They grow well here. There aren't as many varieties in this form, but they are big and dramatic, sometimes fragrant, and they remind me of home. In early summer, the love of my life comes into bloom. Roses. The antique ones, the modern ones, all unfurl their velvet petals and release their musky scents. They have elegant and nostalgic names. Souvenir de la Malmaison, Madame Pierre Auger, Jacques Cartier, Tournament of Roses, Glory Days, just to name a few. One of them, Tropicana, reminds me of my grandmother. Despite its intense orange color, the Tropicana was her favorite rose, so I grow it too. Many of the roses commemorate special events, like anniversaries, so a stroll through the rose garden is filled with warm, sweet, favorite memories. Any plant that will give me a great shade of blue is a favorite of mine. I find this in my, okay, here's a Latin name, Caryopteris, bluebeard. It's a wonderful shrub, about three feet tall, that has intense dark blue flowers, not at all purplish. My perennial salvias also offer a nice shade of blue that contrasts perfectly with the surrounding pink roses. The lilies are the celebrities of the garden. They are gorgeous and fragrant. Unfortunately, they don't bloom for a long season. But when they do, I get out my camera in adoration. The nostalgic favorite is a huge oriental white lily called Casablanca. My bridesmaids and I carried this, this lily in my wedding. Whenever I order flowers for someone, I see if the florist can add some of these. When the miniature Shasta daisies bloom, they always make me smile. Daisies are not special, they are very common, but they are such a happy flower. The dahlias are my ugly ducklings. At least, I used to think of them that way. Now they are my favorite faithfuls of the garden. No matter how long their growing season, the dahlias never stop blooming. They are plants I can depend on. I used to think dahlias were too common, their blooms almost garish. But I've come to discover that they have many types of blooms. <laughs> there are cactus, semi-cactus, colorette, single, ball, pom-pom, formal, decorative, and informal decorative, peony, and water lily. Dahlias come in a staggering variety of colors as well. There's a dahlia for the pickiest of gardeners. Dahlias are my favorite flower for vases. If you want a no-fail arrangement for the house that lasts a long time, grow dahlias. In fact, a great resource for dahlias are Swan Island dahlias in Canby, Oregon. Canby is C-A-N-B-Y. In the fall, I'm filled with wonder, delight, and gratitude as I watch our golden delicious apple tree become laden with fruit. It's always such a miracle to see it go from bare branches to masses of blossoms to huge tantalizing apples every year. We all have our favorites in life, and we all want to be someone's favorite. To be told, you are my favorite one, is a delicious feeling. 
The mother of the sons of Zebedee wanted this favoritism for her sons. In the book of Matthew, she boldly went up to Jesus and asked, Grant that one of these two sons of mine may sit at your right and the other at your left in your kingdom. Two thousand years later, we laugh and are astonished at her brazenness and chutzpah. Yet Jesus tactfully answered her, To sit at my right or left is not for me to grant. These places belong to those for whom they have been prepared by my Father. The disciples each wanted to be the favorite one as well. The Gospel of Luke records that even during the Last Supper, right after Jesus broke bread and said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you, the disciples immediately began to argue. Luke records, A dispute arose among them as to which of them was considered to be the greatest. That amazes me. In the middle of one of the most significant moments in history, a scene that we revere and act out in churches around the world, the disciples are behaving like children. They each wanted to be the favorite, the special one. Sitting here 2,000 years later, we think, oh, we would never be so small-minded and selfish. Oh, but we are. A large Bible study that I'm a part of recently asked me to consider becoming a discussion leader for a small group. When I was mulling this over with my husband, he asked me, well, what are the reasons you'd want to do it? I found my answers to be less than flattering to my character. Was I concerned about how this position would glorify God? No, I was thinking about prestige. Well, it would be nice to be in the inner circle, I first thought. I all, I was considering how I could best serve God with my talents when they asked me, but I found it interesting that my first thought was self-oriented. When I asked my current small group leader why she liked being in that role, the first reason she came up with, among other more godly ones, was, well, it's certainly fun to be in the leaders group. I appreciated her honesty. I didn't feel so alone. I do want to serve God. I do want to be in the middle of His will. But my selfish nature tends to jump in and usurp the greater goal. We all want to feel special, included, and part of the favorite group. Sometimes things we've done in our past hold us back from feeling as if we are one of God's favorites. We think the do-gooders and those whose pasts are free from sexual sin, stealing, addictions, lying, and murder are in better standing with God. Sure, we may have our salvation, but we feel as if we're squeaking into heaven to sit in the back row, while the do-gooders are front and center. But this is incorrect. God doesn't see us that way. He tells us, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. Isaiah 55, 8. In another passage, God says, The Lord does not look at the things man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. 1 Samuel 16.7 God has told us in His Word that we are His favorites. After each of His creative acts in the book of Genesis, Scripture says, And God saw that it was good. But after the creation of humankind, it says, And it was very good. He has bestowed on us tender titles indicating what He thinks of us. Titles like children of God, heirs of God, and co-heirs with Christ, sons and daughters of God, friends of Christ, and loved and chosen by God, just to name a few. Even more to the point, in Romans 8, we are told that we can call the Creator of the universe God Almighty, Abba, which means Daddy. Romans 8.15 
Throughout the Bible, God has tried to communicate His tender heart toward us. One of my favorite stories about knowing and tasting God's favoritism comes from Brennan Manning's book, Abba's Child. He relates a story about a priest from Detroit, Edward Farrell, who went on vacation to Ireland. One morning before dawn, Edward and his 80-year-old Uncle Seamus were walking along the shores of Lake Killarney. They stopped to watch the sunrise in silence. Suddenly the uncle turned and went skipping down the road. He was radiant, beaming, smiling from ear to ear. His nephew said, Uncle Seamus, you look really happy. I am, lad. Want to tell me why? His 80-year-old uncle replied, Yes, you see, my Abba is very fond of me. When I stroll about my favorites in the garden at twilight, I'm amazed at the beauty and diversity in God's creative handiwork. I treasure just sitting and being surrounded by it all, the humming bees, the chattering birds, and instead of thinking about how much I'm not doing, instead of comparing myself to others or thinking about how little I've prayed lately, I try to remember, He's my Abba, Father. I'm one of His favorites. And he's very fond of me. And he's very fond of you. So if you like books about nature, you will love this deal. I'm having a giveaway. I'm going to give away three books, totally free, no shipping, no taxes. That's This Outside Life, then my other book, Gardening Mercies, and then Wings of Mercy. All three books I will ship to you. Just leave a review on Apple Podcasts, and you can find out how to do that on my website at lauriekaylor.com forward slash podcast, and I walk you through it step by step. Leave a review, rate the show, take a screenshot of it, and send it to me via email at lk at lauriekaylor.com. It's all in the instructions, and then you'll be entered to win. And I'm going to take the first 25 people, so it's not like you're competing against hundreds or thousands. You're only competing against 25 people for this giveaway. So be sure to leave a review, take a screenshot, and email it to me. And the contest ends September 27th. That's all for this week. But I want you to remember, you're one of God's favorites. And he's very fond of you. So go about this week confident in that knowledge as you look upon your favorite flowers, plants, scenic views, or even favorite food. You are one of God's favorites. See you next time.